Hello, and welcome to the Profitable Practice Podcast with me, Andrea Maxim, naturopathic doctor turned healthpreneur. And every week, I'm bringing you no-nonsense, no-BS, actionable strategies to create a practice that is not only profitable, but fully sustainable by you. If you're an action taker like me and want to create a practice that is profitable, then you've come to the right place. Hey folks, it is Andrea Maxim here with another episode of the Profitable Practice Podcast. And I am talking to you directly from my clinic. It is the end of the evening and I'm actually using uh, my Sogo Cool lighting system. So I'm, I'm recording this on video as well as audio. And I over, the, my birthday was a couple weeks ago and I really wanted to try some new ways to start recording better quality video. And because my business is so mobile, I never know when I'm gonna be doing a podcast. I don't wanna be carrying my lighting around with me I decided to buy this cool little attachment and if you're curious what I'm talking about I'm pretty much active when it comes to the business side of things on Instagram so go to Instagram Andrea Maxim ND on Instagram and you can see the Amazon uh, pictures that I posted and one of those is this Sogo Cool light. So I actually can put it on to the end of my iPhone and it significantly enhances the lighting exposure. So I actually just threw it onto my laptop during this video and it does a pretty decent job of enhancing the lighting on my laptop and I can literally just put it into my laptop bag and carry it around with me because it's about the size of a small disc, like almost like the size of your hand. So that was kind of cool. And then I got into investigating more things like a little tripod that you can put your phone on and extra um, addition to the audio and how to make all these things better. So I've been playing a lot with the tech things and I would strongly encourage you to go to Instagram and see what I've been up to because I've been posting videos of how these extra lighting and lens features have enhanced video and honestly it all costs less than 50 bucks. And why am I talking about all of this? Because we are talking more about tech stuff today and that yucky scary tech that everybody wants to be running away from as much as we can and yet we don't want to be hiring people or paying a ton of money to take that extra stress and strain away from us so I'm all about the DIY type of things I'm not afraid to invest but I like to invest in things in a very smart way so one of the things that I've been seeing come up a lot and I see it usually every couple of months somebody posts a thread or asks the group Um, What should I do about my website? Do I hire someone? Should I do it myself? What are the platforms you're using? How much does it cost you? And typically when somebody lays out the cost or offers, you know, this is my web guy, I don't really see if there's a follow-up. I don't know if you guys are threatened or afraid of how much it costs or to, um, you know, research web designers or interview them. I'm not too sure. So I wanted to bring on Aaron Flynn today to talk about everything websites. So we are going to break it all down and make it as easy as possible for you to know what website platforms to use, which ones not to use, um, how to choose the right domain name and where to buy it from. And she's using um, sites to get her domains that I didn't even know of. 
So I was just familiar with GoDaddy and WordPress, but Erin, um, of course, being that this is her wheelhouse, suggests some really awesome alternatives for you to do. She also talks about exactly how to break down the website and what are the most common tabs that we are not doing appropriately and using appropriately and really what the whole premise of our website is. And this is something that my website guy asked me. He's like, what do you want your website to do? And I think the easy answer and the... Um, the least uh, capitalistic answer would be, you know, I want it to look good. I want people to come here and learn. I want people to read my blogs. But the answer is, is you want your website to make you money, whether that's directly or indirectly. Directly being you have an online site and you have things to sell directly off your website. Indirectly, you want people to come into your office and become paying patients. So we really have to kind of understand that that's what the website is there for. It's not to you know, fluff you up or um, boost your ego. It's not there as a learning piece for people to just learn about you. You want them to actually take action. And so often we muddy all this up with all kinds of information and not really talking about ourselves properly, which of course, as healthcare practitioners, we suck at the most because that's not what we were trained to do. That's not what we wanted to do when we created our business. We wanted to help people but we also need to create a profitable practice. So I will be getting on to the interview with Aaron very shortly, and I do hope that you take notes because it is literally step-by-step. Step. This is what you gotta do, and then you just have to execute it. So before we get to the uh, interview, Let's just um, take care of the sponsor for this podcast. It is my seven-day detox program. This is something that I created um, in my own practice right from the get-go. I went to a 48-hour nutrition course, and this was one of the um, protocols that was taught at this course, and I immediately implemented it into my practice that very next Monday and had my first patient. I said, you know what? I just happened to learn about this protocol. Do you want to try it? She was coming in with severe gut problems. She was having um, a lot of diarrhea. She knew that there's probably food that was bothering her. She didn't know what food that was. So I put her on my seven day detox protocol. At the end of the week, she had never felt so good. She'd felt better than even prior to having all these symptoms develop. We identified what her food sensitivities were, and that was wheat and dairy, just by reintroducing them after that week, and she became a lifelong patient. So this is why I put that protocol and program together for you that breaks down everything for you, exactly what people this is great for, what my protocols are that I've used and still use to this day. And it is, you know, a game changer for a lot of patients and it gives them a really quick win. And that's what we want to give them, especially when we first meet them. That's how you're going to get patients back in your office and becoming lifelong patients is giving them those quick wins. So if you want to check that out, it's uh, maximizedbusiness.ca forward slash seven, the number seven day detox program. And you can check that out. But let's get on to how we can actually get people onto our website, either onto our list or into our offices and doing it the smart way on a relatively small budget too. So let's start talking to Aaron. Hi, Aaron. Thank you so much for being on the show. And today I'm so thrilled to have you on the show because we are talking about everything websites. And I see this question coming up so often from naturopathic doctors on different feeds that I'm a part of where, you know, 
How do I make a website? Is it possible for me to do it on my own? Who knows a good web developer? Does it have to cost like $5,000 to create a good website? So these are all the things we're gonna be talking about and I can't wait. But before we jump into all of that stuff, Erin, please introduce yourself and kind of explain your background and how you got into this whole realm of web development and web design. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. I'm excited to chat about this. Um, I actually started making websites in 1999. I was 13 at the time, and my dad took me to a front page class. So some people, you know, who were messing around with Microsoft Office in the 90s may have been familiar with front page. And it was just like one of those like weekend things, like learn how to make a website. My dad's like, ah, Aaron will probably like this. So I went. I got totally hooked, and from there I learned how to actually code my own sites. I became um, interested in WordPress later, so it's been about, what is that, 18 years now <laughs> that I've been making websites, although I have only been doing it professionally full-time since 2012. I had like freelance projects like here and there as like a teenager and in my early 20s, but when I uh, really decided to go full-time with it was 2012 and it's been kind of a crazy ride and it's been super, super fun to work with a variety of different clients and help them achieve their goals. Awesome, awesome. So the first question always becomes, and I find this is what happens with the naturopathic community is, number one, why do I need, even need to build a website? I mean, there's some of us out there that legitimately don't have a website. Like everything is just going through word of mouth or what have you. So let's start with the basics. Like what is a website supposed to do for our business? Well, what a lot of people think a website's supposed to do is just sit there and look pretty. And that is not at all what it's supposed to do. A website is supposed to be basically your 24 seven sales machine. So when somebody lands on your website, you don't want them going, I mean, it's okay if they like your logo and your color choices and you have pretty photos, you do want those things. But what you specifically want to do is to get them to contact you, to get them on your email list, to get them to take that next step, whatever that next step is towards booking your services and becoming a patient or client. So how, like, let's talk about what people shouldn't do first. So I'm entering onto the web. I, let's say, clicked a link off, off of social media. I enter onto this person's website. I'm either going to make the choice to do something or not. And how quick does somebody typically spend time on a website if it doesn't have that clear call to action? It's like three to seven seconds. It is super fast. So what I always advise people to do is at the very top of their websites, websites these days typically have kind of a similar format where you'll have, you know, your navigation at the top and then you'll have a large image. And on top of that image, you can typically put text. That text should be a clear one to two sentences about who you are, what you do and who you serve. And then you should have a button that they can click. So if it's, you know, um, I'm a naturopath for Women in their 20s, you know, this is terrible. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> not good copy. But, you know, if you're, it's very clear. And then it says, you know, are you ready to take control of your health? Click here. And then that could put them onto your email list or get them to book an appointment with you. But it just needs to be that super clear, concise statement of who you are, what you do, and who you do it for. So that's the hardest copy to write. Mm -hmm. um, but I would encourage anybody listening, like sit down and try and boil down like those points to one to two sentences at most, and then decide what you want them to do next, whether that's get on your email list and get more information, call you, 
fill out an online form to book an appointment, whatever that is, that is the most important thing on your website because that's what they're going to see when they land. And so what are some of the reasons why somebody would not stay on a website for very long? Like what are some of the deterrents that you find? The biggest one in terms of younger clients is going to be how your website looks. If your website looks outdated and just, you know, really hideously ugly, (laughs) then they might go, oh, like this is, you know, not somebody I want to do business with because looks are very important to people. Um, Like in my age group, like millennials were like, oh, we want the cool website. So because they make decisions so fast, if you have an outdated looking website or maybe they're checking it out on their phone and it doesn't work on their phone, Mm -hmm. they're gone. Now, the next thing, though, is if you have a good design, you can still lose clients like crazy. And this happens a lot. And it's because you're not clear. You're offering too many different things. You're confusing them about what it is you do. You don't want them signing up for your email list and calling and filling out this form and downloading your ebook. Like It's just too much. So just choose one thing at the very top. And that is like should be your focus. I tell every client, like, what is your most important goal that you want to accomplish and your website should all be geared towards that one singular goal. So let's say I'm just thinking about my website. So on my website above the fold I have all of my navigation tabs and then I have one call to action above the fold. So that's um, well there's a small button that says book appointment here and then there's another one that's book a web like go on to this webinar. So I, I do that so that there's people that can't necessarily come in to see me. They can at least go onto the webinar, learn more about me, and I still collect their lead that way, or they can book into my office. Then below the fold, I have more offers, and maybe mm-hmm. I'm doing this wrong. So this is where I have my other lead magnet. So I have a download a free seven-day meal plan or um, opt into my transformation challenge. So what would you say about that? Now, this is all on the home page, and it's also on every page after that because it's kind of what is the side widget. So for those people that don't understand, often a lot of websites are cut up into um, pieces, right? You have your body, and then you can have widgets and logos along the left or the right-hand side, and those typically will translate onto every page if you so choose. So what do you say about that setup? Because maybe I'm not doing that very well. I actually think that's okay as long as all of those things kind of funnel into the one core thing that you're trying to get them to do. Um, Because some people might not be ready to contact you right off the bat. So if they, if if you have like a contact, you know, on your big hero image and they go, "Uh, I'm not, I understand what it is she does, but I'm not ready to book that appointment or take that next step there. Then if they scroll down a little farther, you can have two to three, like less, committal calls to action. So here's, here's that webinar, here's that ebook. Um, here are different things that they can do. And I, that format's perfect. A lot of websites follow it for the reason that it works so that if, if that first call to action doesn't like light them up and make them want to click it, you have a couple other options, but everything eventually will flow into getting them to book your services or become a patient with you. Um, because and, and whether that's online or whether that's in person, you want to you know funnel them all like on a clear path that way, and I, I think that's totally perfectly fine. But you have to have your core your core goal behind yeah. everything. Perfect. And you may actually have, and I'm not I'm not quite sure. Some people may actually have two different 
core goals, they might have the in-person and then they might just have an online course or something. Mm -hmm. And that's okay too, but you have to be super clear about your different paths on the website for those people to take. And I would encourage anybody just starting with a website to start with one goal and you can Mm -hmm. add the second one later. Awesome. So now the next thing I'm thinking of is what are the other elements of my website that I should have? So this is a a kind of a pet peeve and I think a waste of real estate on your website is to have one of those tabs be sort of what's about naturopathic medicine because it's a very generalized statement. It doesn't actually do anything for the person that's looking into you. People come onto your website and especially for us is because they want to know what you can do for them. They want to know that you can take away their acne by prom. They want to know that you can make them lose weight by that wedding they have to go to. So I want to ask, what are the tabs that people often put in that are useless with regards to navigation? And what are the tabs that people should be putting in and making a lot better? Well, actually, your about page is typically the second most visited page on your website, but people do it wrong. Mm -hmm. What they do is they do general information or too much about themselves, and that's not helpful because, like you said, that's not what people are looking for. They want to know how to get rid of that acne by prom. They don't care about how many years you've gone to medical school necessarily. They just want to know that you can help them right now. So while, you, of course, you want to have authority and mention things about yourself, the goal of your about page is to explain how you help your patients. So if you have like maybe different things, so maybe you have, you know, how to get rid of acne in a certain amount of time, maybe that's a download or an opt-in, you could have that along with how to lose weight opt-in on your about page. So you could do kind of a, uh, an explanation of here's, you know, how naturopathy helps and why it's different from X, Y, and Z, and how this will help benefit you as a person. And here are two or three, you know, things I have for you right now for free that you can download. So that's a good use of your about page, as opposed to going into, I was born in 1986. And I learned to love, you know, it just nobody cares that much. They want to know how you can help them. And that's something that we have to get over because our egos tell us how amazing we are. But that's, (laughs) that's not what your clients want. They want to know how you will help them be amazing. Right. Um, so I would, I would keep your about page, but I would make sure that it's helping um, your patients and I would make sure that it flows into a funnel of some sort. So if you have free downloads, put those on there. And then um, depending on like what your offerings are, that's going to be probably your third most visited page on your website, maybe your blog as well if you blog regularly, um, and then a co- way to contact you. And honestly, having more than five things in your navigation menu is typically too much. Okay. I would keep it to five or fewer because when people have too many options, they don't make a decision. Mm-hmm. So choose the ones that make the most sense. And then in your navigation, put them in the order that people should progress through your website. So if they should go to your about page next, put that. And then at the end of your about page, you can put a link to the next page that they should visit. So they mm-hmm. scroll all the way down, they read your about page and they go, oh, I want to see what services she offers. And here's a link right there. They click it and they see your services. Perfect. And so that just makes them flow through the website in a way that makes sense. That's so brilliant. So now I want to talk about developing the website. So this is the question that, of course, everyone asks is, you know, how can I do it on the cheap? 
Should I hire a web developer? You know, should I pay thousands of dollars in order to do this? So I'd love to hear your thoughts on, well, let's just start, let's just start out with what are the, the most used platforms to create a website on if you wanted to do it yourself? WordPress is one of the most popular website, like content management systems out there. Um, I believe it powers something, it's over 25% of the web right now. So it's a huge, huge mm-hmm. amount of people are using WordPress um, for good reason, because it's super flexible. It can do a lot of things. That said, it's a very intimidating platform to get started on for a lot of people. Um, there are some companies that make it easy, like you get hosting and then you can install WordPress very easily with one or two clicks. Those are, as a developer, I know those are not the most secure installations. And I kind of don't recommend them all of the time, but to get started, they're really great. Um, Squarespace is another good option for getting started. And I would recommend Squarespace if you don't intend to do a whole lot with your website. Mm -hmm. If you want to have more of here's general information, maybe a contact form, or you tell people to call you, Squarespace is fantastic. It is not as flexible or as extendable as WordPress. If you want to do things like online bookings and things mm-hmm. like that built into your website, WordPress is going to be the way to go. Now, what about place or um, websites like Wix? When I first started actually in naturopathic school in my last year, I created a Wix website. And one of the things I found was that Google can't search it because it was at least a Flash-based platform. So what are your thoughts on that one? I have not used it in a long time because it was a flash based mm-hmm. horrible platform <laughs> back when and I'm not quite sure how it is now but in general Wix, Beebly, um, those types of builders where if they offer you a website for let's just say if they offer you a website for free it's because they're going to stick their branding on it and it's going to be because they're going to run ads on it and it's not going to be that good. So anything that touts itself as free be weary of because it's not it's not necessarily going to be the best fit. So I would recommend WordPress or Squarespace. I'm definitely more in WordPress camp than Squarespace, but Squarespace is very simple to use if you're just getting started. It has that kind of easy to use um, format like Wix or Weebly has where you can kind of drag and drop things. So if you you really wanna DIY and just get a website up that has the basics, go with Squarespace. So now I've picked my platform. Let's just say I'm using Squarespace because I. I don't want to do anything crazy techy. Um, I have to buy a domain name next, right? Mm-hmm. So what are some of the best places to do that? I like to buy my domain names through Namecheap. Um, I really like them. I don't recommend GoDaddy only because GoDaddy upsells you everything. And so if you don't know what it is that you're buying, you can you know, very quickly add on a bunch of things that you don't need because yeah. like during the checkout, they're like, you should have this, you should have that. And Namecheap doesn't do that. But you do, no matter where you register your domain name, get the domain name and get what is called who is privacy protection. Mm. Because otherwise, when you register your domain, you legally have to put your name and your address and your phone number out there which means that information becomes available to all sorts of companies who then send you tons of spam and call you and it just, it gets crazy. So spend the extra $10 a year or sometimes it's as low as $2 per year 
and just get that privacy protection. Um, because even though you're probably putting your company information in, you don't want a bunch of spam phone calls. Yes. You just don't. <laughs> that must be where they're calling me from. Cause I'm always so curious. I'm like, how are these people finding me and, you know, yes. selling me SEO services and stuff. I'm just like, mm -hmm. there's so many robots out there that I just mm -hmm. have no idea about now. Exactly. Um, with regards to that, I often will always be curious, what domain name should I be buying? Like the .com, the .org, the .this, what do you think? So people just naturally type in .com. So if you can own the .com, that is always going to be better than any other um, you know, extension that you can get. So I would try and get a .com whenever possible. It's not always possible, sometimes it's taken, in which case, if you have, if you're brand new to business and you haven't settled on a name for your business yet, you may consider slightly changing it so you can get a .com, um, or you can like look at other extensions. However, um, sometimes it can get super, super confusing for people. And so, if somebody has like the same type of business and it is the .com and they are registered at first, they may also have a trademark on the name. Oh. So if it's if it's not your name .com, if it's you know a name that you've invented, that's kind of a warning sign that you might be getting you know a trademark infringement letter in the near future mm. if you register like a .net. So that's something to be aware of. Um, so I would always encourage the .com, and if if you can, um, if not, a .net is typically really well recognized as well. But there are so many different options nowadays just as long as you are very, very clear in all of your branding that you have something other than a .com, you can be okay, but you have to make sure that you emphasize that, especially if you have clientele that's maybe a little bit older and they don't know what a .io is or mm -hmm. they don't know, you know what a .cc, like there are all sorts of crazy things. So um, I would just, you know, like I said, stick to the .com if you can, um, .net would be my next choice. And if you can't get either one of those, consider either shortening your name or something that you can, at least with the domain name, could be modified um, so that you can get a .com. So we have the domain name, we have the um, either WordPress or Squarespace. Do we also then need to buy a hosting package as well? Well, with um, WordPress you do. So there's, there's this is where WordPress is very confusing and I wish they would make this clearer and change the name of one of them. There's WordPress.com, which is their free platform um, where you're very, very limited. And I do God. not recommend WordPress.com. Um, but WordPress.org is the open source platform where you can add all these plugins and extensions and do whatever you want, but you do need to buy separate hosting. Now you can get your hosting and your domain name typically in one place, so that's Namecheap. Um, I don't recommend GoDaddy for hosting. They tend to be a little bit buggy with WordPress. Okay. Um, but there are plenty of hosts out there. I really like SiteGround for WordPress hosting. Um, but you would need to get that hosting package. It typically costs, you know, between four to five dollars to up to fifteen to thirty dollars per month, depending on, um, you know, how many visits you get and all of those mm. kinds of things. So you can typically start off with like a five dollar a month package. Um, so you know, you're spending like sixty dollars a year. It's not that big of an investment. Now with Squarespace, you get hosting included. Um, you can also register your domain name through them, but I don't recommend that in case you ever wanna move off the platform because it's a hassle 
to move it. So I, I would not do your domain name through them. But with Squarespace, you get the hosting and you get basically the website builder all in one. So that's kind of nice, especially if you're new to things to get started with that. Um, so then you don't have to do separate hosting. You just register your domain, you hook it up to Squarespace and you go. Now, the next question comes, should I do this all on my own to save a few bucks or is it in my best interest to hire someone? And what are kind of the ranges we're looking at with regards to, you know, um, hiring someone and having it still be good quality, you know, knowing that we don't want to spend $10,000 on a website. So you can do it on your own, but I would recommend that you hire someone. Um, and that's not because I'm a web designer developer. It's because there's so much strategy and thought that goes into building a website and making sure that you get that flow right. Um, you know, that you, you get those things going so that people sign up for things or, and you don't have time to learn all of the marketing and strategy behind it. I mean, if you have the time to go take, you know, like five web design classes and learn how to do some coding and it's a fun hobby for you, then, you know, go for it but most people are running their own business and you don't have time to learn a whole other business just so you can get your website online. That doesn't really help. Um, and so people like often are like, why did, why is it so expensive? Even if it's just like a drag and drop on mm -hmm. Squarespace, it's because so much thought goes into how to get the flow right to convert visitors into clients. And so it's, you're, you're not just buying code and graphics, you're buying something that will help, you get more clients and more patients. So that's what you're paying for. And that can be a really big range kind of based on the platform. WordPress does tend to be more expensive because you can do more with it. So a WordPress website might cost more money because maybe you have a custom, you know, booking form on it where people schedule their appointments into your calendar. So maybe that costs more money than Squarespace that doesn't have that option. So they can vary a lot. I would say for your first website, expect to spend probably $1,500 to $3,000. Mm -hmm. And you can get a good quality website on either platform for that and possibly with some basic branding. So if you don't have you know, a logo with different colors, that might be a possibility within like the $3,000 range to so get branding, a website. Um, and they should help hook you up to any um, like if you're using MailChimp or ConvertKit or something like that and have a mailing list, they should be able to help hook you up with that and that will get you started. Um, there's no reason, especially if you're just getting a website to drop probably, you know, more $5,000 I would say would be the max for your first mm -hmm. website because you have to see what works and what doesn't right. because, you know, every, every audience responds differently. So there are going to be different tweaks and things that you'll make to a website over probably like two years and then you might be ready to upgrade to something more expensive that does more, maybe takes more off your plate in terms of admin work, um, which websites can do, but you don't know what you want until you've given it a good test drive. So I would say 5,000 max for your first website. <laughs> so that just goes to show, sometimes you just gotta put a little bit of that investment in um, for it to pay off because I, whenever I make an investment in anything, website, software, I always think how many patients do I need to convert in order for this to pay for itself? So think about that when you are investing in your website or thinking about upgrading your website. And then the last question that I have on my mind, Erin, is, is there anything new in the website world that, you know, I may not have even thought of? Like how, how are websites changing with, you know, um, you know, 
even as you mentioned with the millennials and how it has to be looking a certain way, what is kind of the new fangled trend in websites that people are really opting towards? What people are really loving right now is video and video is like a whole other thing that, you know, is you, you might want to, you know, like watch YouTube videos and see how other people do it and maybe just, you know, sit down with your webcam um, or, you know, your camera and try and do some videos. But video is huge. And so if you could put video on your website, maybe on your about page or your homepage, that is a good quality. It doesn't have to be like the most amazing top of the line, like feature film type video, but something where they can see you. And maybe a new patient is like a little hesitant about whether they want to work with you, but seeing your face and hearing you talk and explain how what you do can benefit them converts better than anything else on the web converts better than the best copy that you can purchase. And I'm sorry, copywriters, but it's true because video forms a connection that nothing else does except meeting, you know, face to face in person. Mm -hmm. So I would highly recommend looking into doing some type of video, whether it's an introduction, but really focus on the benefits of how you help your clients and how you can help the person watching the video, give them a clear call to action at the end, whether it's booking an appointment or downloading a freebie, get some video on your website. Um, it doesn't have to be crazy. Like we're on webcams right now. This is good enough to put on a website. As long as you know, you write a script and you say, um, you know what you need to say, it will help conversions. Awesome. Is there anything else you can think about in the website world, what we should be doing, not doing with our sites to increase those conversions? If you don't have a mobile website, get one right now, mm -hmm. <laughs> like right now, because Google is uh, penalizing people for not having mobile websites as well as, like I said, a lot of people will look on their phones and if it doesn't work on their phone or their tablet, they're gone. They're going to go find the next person. Um, and then I think, the biggest thing that I can recommend is just be clear. So whatever it is you're offering, be as clear as you possibly can about it because so many people aren't. <laughs> and just by making your message clear, you are going to help convert people. You're going to like get people sucked in and don't be afraid to put some of that personality into the website too um, because people want to connect with actual people. Yeah. Awesome. If people want to get in touch with you and learn more about you and your services, what is a great way to do that? You can visit me uh, on my web design development website, which is foohq.com, F-O-O-H-Q.com. Um, or you can visit my name, which might be easier, erinflynn.com, which is uh, my other website. And I have links to all of my social media on both of those. Cool. Thank you so much, Erin. And you did such a fantastic job of laying it all out. And again, like I do with most of my podcasts, I think, what am I doing that I can change? And I got some really great tips. So for everyone that is listening, go back to your website, you know, play this podcast in the background and see, you know, am I doing exactly what Erin has said? Am I adding video? Do I have my calls to action very clearly laid out on the um, above the fold, the top of your website, you know, is my website actually doing what I want it to do? And is it paying itself back? Because that's the biggest part that we want the website to do. So thank you again so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me. So there you have it. Now, as I said at the very end, I hope that everyone is going to take action and do exactly what we talked about in this interview. Even I'm gonna go back and audit my website and uh, 
see if there's and there is lots of things for me to change. And actually, after I finished that interview with Aaron, because I always record my intros and my outros afterwards just to conserve my guest time. I don't think they need to be listening through my before and after rambles. Um, I'm actually going to invite Aaron onto the um, Maximizers Facebook community. This is the community that I run my Maximizer Clinic course through. And I'm going to have her do an audit of my site or of one of my um, one of my students' sites, and we'll do a live audit. And I think that's going to be really cool. And, you know, it might be a little bit uncomfortable when people are picking apart something that you've put together. So hopefully, um, if there's one of my VIPs that want to do this, um, I'm going to probably start with my site just to keep it a little bit neutral. But you know, it's these types of things where you have to have a third party person take a look at what your site is doing and tell you, well, based on your homepage, this is what I thought you wanted me to do. Or I was so confused, I didn't know what you wanted me to do. And that's a problem. We have to keep things as streamlined and easy as possible. Now, if there is anything that I can do to help you, this is the time to contact me. So 95% of you have listened to this entire show. You're still listening to me now. And you're going to make those changes to your website someday. Someday when you book it in, someday when you have the time. And unfortunately, months can go by very, very quickly and all of a sudden you realized you haven't gotten anywhere with your website. So if you want to take serious action, if you want to actually make those changes and you want somebody to hold you accountable, I want you to email me directly at info at we will book a time and I will go through your website with you and we'll come up with a game plan and I'm gonna hold you to it. We're gonna come up with, these are the, the steps that you need to take, this is what I would do, this is when I want you to get it done, and you're gonna get it done. And you're gonna get it done in a week instead of five months from now. So if that sounds like something you would really like help with, you would really like someone to at least hold you accountable, it doesn't mean that I need to tell you what to do or how to do it, just hold you accountable, I want you to email me info at themaximmovement.com and we'll book that time to screen share and create that plan for you because that's what I'm here for. I'm here to help you take serious action. Of course, if there's anything else that I can do for you guys that are listening, let me know. Go to Instagram, check out all those cool gadgets that I've been using and the videos that I've been making. Um, and other than that, guys, I hope you have an amazing week. I'll talk to you next time. I'm Andrea, and I'm out. You guys are killer. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Profitable Practice Podcast. Leave me a comment, and if you haven't already, I would love a review in iTunes. Definitely subscribe to this podcast and leave me a quick review. For those ready to maximize your practice, contact me at www.maximizedbusiness.ca.